You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. Today, we hear from Nicole Assisi and Jacqueline Vasco from Thrive Public Schools in San Diego. Nicole's the founder of Thrive, and Jacqueline's a teacher leader in the elementary school. We recently got to visit Thrive while teachers were going through their own version of back to school. And we noticed that back to school for teachers at Thrive looks a little bit different. So we invited Nicole and Jacqueline to talk to us about it. They first share what the first couple of weeks of school look like at Thrive. Hi, my name is Nicola Assisi, and I'm the founder and CEO here at Thrive Public Schools. Uh, prior to starting Thrive, I had the wonderful opportunity to be one of the co-founders of the Da Vinci Schools in Los Angeles, and also worked at places like Camino Nuevo, High Tech High, and the San Diego Unified School District. My name is Jacqueline Vasco, and I am a core two teacher at Thrive Public Schools. Uh, before helping build Thrive from the very beginning, I was working at High Tech Elementary up in North County, and I did some work in public schools in Encinitas. The first six weeks of school is really all about building the community and building empathy for each other and figuring out what works best for this new group of kids. Um, both teacher to student and student to student, as well as across core. At Thrive, we um, everyone on the core two team gets to interact and be the teacher for each kid in core two. We share students between the different um, core curriculum. So they see, uh, last year I saw all students for reading and my teaching partner, Jamie, saw all the students for math. And so we really are trying to build relationships and build a culture of trust and um, empathy as we move forward through the year because we find value uh, in that investment. The other big difference to what happens at Thrive and what's going on at other schools is that our teachers actually come back three, sometimes four weeks before the students get here to really start collaborating and working together and building that team and that community. Because a lot of times school is about the implicit feelings that parents and students get when they walk on a campus. And I think our families know that when they step on campus here, they're walking into another family and that this can be their kids home away from home. But that all starts by bringing teachers together and working together, holding morning meetings together, having fun together, laughing and digging into some really hard conversations about equity, about projects, about curriculum, and just spending that time together. It almost makes me think about how we model in our classrooms what we want our students to be able to do, and we actually do that as adults. You're building the culture with the adults first so that we can then take that energy and excitement and passion to the kids. Nicole and Jacqueline then shared how school looks different in regards to PD for teachers at the beginning of the year as well as throughout the year. Back to School for Teachers is led by the staff and designed to support their own learning. Teachers at Thrive experience the same sort of learning situations that their students will be put in. When how often do we expect teachers to be a certain way, but then the professional development we provide mm-hmm. for them is like the antithesis to great teaching, right? We make them sit in a room and talk at them for hours. And what's really important to us at Thrive is just having fun together, getting out of our seats, building, creating and also handing the leadership over to the teachers. At the end of every year, we talk to our staff and we say, you know, at the beginning of the year, what do you wish we had spoken more about? What were those things that you felt really prepared for? What were those things you felt unsure about? And once we have that list thing, okay, now what can you take on? What are you willing to hold so that other people don't 
have those same trepidations or that other people feel as excited and prepared as you do. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a difference because people walking onto campus see that there are experts within the community. There isn't just one leader, but we're a community of leadership and a community of learnership. Uh, where you are both a novice and an expert. You're both a leader and someone who takes a step back and learn from others. And that's so important and so humbling for, for everyone within our community. Yeah, I wanted to speak on the part of um, personalizing the learning for the students and getting to know them early, early on in the year. And that's why we do all that community building and getting to know them really well. But the same type of personalization happens for the teachers. Um, as a teacher, I have goals that I have set for myself through my leadership team. And we reflect on those things and we I get pushed forward in order to meet those goals or exceed those goals. And it's something that I really appreciate about Thrive because not only am I a teacher, but I'm a learner. So we asked Jacqueline to share what one example of an activity that might look different than maybe a traditional back-to-school activity for teachers was. And she described how teachers participated in doing projects, leading professional development, but also participating in feedback sessions, all designed as a comprehensive approach to help one another have a truly thriving year. She details one of those feedback sessions, which they call a tuning protocol. A tuning protocol is a non-negotiable in my standards for project-based learning. It's a time where you have, at any point in the planning process, you want some feedback and you want colleagues' advice or next steps or even just like a celebration to push you forward with what you're working on. Um, it's a really strategic plan that has um, a whole team come together uh, discussing one focus project. So um, for today, they tuned my project and it was a project for first and second graders. And we talked about, um, I gave the in-depth description of what my project was and I was putting myself out there on the line. I was being really vulnerable, giving them the details behind it, um, the learning outcomes, the expert connectors. And then they asked probing questions, clarifying questions to get to know more about my project. And then finally, I left the conversation by just turning my back to the audience, uh, to the group. And they had an in-depth discussion around, you know, the warm feedback for my project, that cool feedback. They pushed and they prompted and they were really having a, um, a critical eye on what I was doing. And you come out of a tune so ready to build more. It's not done. It's not complete. I'm not like, okay, hands off. It's, yes, I can't wait to keep going. And then as you walk out of the room, your people are stopping you. I, want, I have this suggestion for you. I have this for you. I have that for you. And it's just this great collegial environment that you're all working together because we are collectively better than we are separate. We know that it's difficult to share and hear opinions and candid feedback. Since the teachers at Thrive seem to be so comfortable with this, though, we asked what they look for in peers and teachers who want to be part of their school. Three qualities that I look for in my peers are kindheartedness, knowing that somebody has great intentions for kids, has great intentions for working together, and can also take a break and laugh with me. Uh, something else I look for is courageousness. I, I really want a teaching partner to be someone who isn't afraid to try something new and isn't afraid to make a mistake and isn't afraid to ask for help or step up in a way. Um, and the last characteristic that I look for is someone who um, wants to do great things for kids. 
You know, at Thrive, when people come and interview, they spend at least half the day, if not more, with us. They teach a sample lesson. They talk to students, parents. I get interviewed by a variety of folks. They uh, observe a lesson, give feedback. They do a group activity that's filmed. And throughout all that, I think the things that we find most critical is how are you communicating and working with other people? Are you able to learn from whatever is happening around you? So can you pick up the subtleties of what is needed or what your team needs? Can you think on your feet and and move as needed? And are you able to to make authentic connections with kids, parents, and other adults? Because at the end of the day, the project-based learning, the blended learning, the social-emotional learning, we will support any team member who says, I'm here ready to learn, and I am flexible, and I will work hard and reflect on my practice. The specifics and the little skills are all coachable and teachable. Mm -hmm. But who you are in your heart as an educator and as a human, that's something that we can't necessarily shift. And so we're we're really looking for great people who want to do this work. Then they talked about back to school at Thrive and what it looks like for parents and students. There's a conversation that I usually have with at least a handful of parents at the beginning of every year. And the conversation usually starts with a parent and this look of, of worry. And they say to me, you know, I, I'm not sure what to do. My kid's really happy, but I don't think they're learning. And you know, I walk them through it, and, and I usually know how the conversation is about to go, and it's usually something like, when I ask them what the teacher taught them, they usually say, nothing. And when I dig deeper, they say, well, today I just did a lot of building and exploring, and, you know, most of the stuff I learn with my friends. And parents get really nervous about that because, you know, learning nothing in the eyes of like a five-year-old is, is, is really different <laughs> than what might actually be happening. Um, but the fact that parents come to me and say, you know, I'm really worried. My kid is really happy, but they're not learning uh, is concerning to me, right? Because we have this belief that learning needs to be painful and, and treacherous and, and it needs to be this like horrible experience. Uh, <laughs> whereas I think in project-based learning schools, learning is fun. It's joyful. We laugh a lot. And yes, kids learn with each other because of the experiences that are facilitated by really exceptional adults like Jackie, um, who help students discover learning through a series of opportunities and and experiences. Um, But every year I have those conversations. So to any of the parents out there (laughs) listening, uh, learning does not have to equal pain and tears. Learning is fun and it should be fun. And if you're at a great project-based learning school, you're, you're smiling when you hear this. Something that I would tell parents that looks a little bit different at our school is the way that we have our classroom culture and the way that we talk with kids and we build our norms with the kids. We don't come to school on day one and give them a list of things that we expect from them every day and call them rules. We ask them, what are your hopes and dreams throughout the year? And knowing your hopes and dreams, what do we need to do and hold, what expectations do we need to hold everyone to in order to be able to achieve those hopes and dreams? We're building ownership for kids. We're building, um, giving kids this 
this feeling that they're important and that they matter in this community. It's not just me making all the decisions for them. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast as we learn from dedicated educators, Nicola Cece and Jacqueline Vasco from Thrive Public Schools. Thrive tackles back to school a little differently. Next up, we're going to ask Nicole and Jacqueline to share some words of wisdom on back to school. One of the things and pieces of advice I give to teachers is to not think that kids can't do something because of their age level. Kids are capable of great things if you hold them to high expectations, support them along the way, and um, really listen to them as they're learning. So if you're out there and you're uh, wanting to try PBL or you've done PBL for years, give them things that you might be afraid to give them. It's okay. I think that people shy away from asking more of kids and that lack of rigor and high expectations isn't serving students. So I think I want to piggyback off of that and say that, you know, what I want people to think about more is how to ask all kids rigorous questions and not lowering standards because of the neighborhood you're in or the students in front of you. Because the truth is a kid will only try to answer the questions that you put in front of them. And my call to action for any teachers out there uh, is don't wait until you have it figured out perfectly. (laughs) There are kids right now in classrooms that could be much more engaged and having more joyful learning opportunities, but people doubt themselves or feel like they're not good enough yet. And no matter where you are in this practice, just do it. You will have moments of great success and moments of great failure. And the truth is you will learn from both and Mm -hmm. both will be valuable for kids and your students will see you trying and will so appreciate every single second of it. So don't wait until it's perfect because you learn so much for that imperfection and, and the kids don't have time to wait. The kids don't have time to wait. Wow. What a powerful statement. Yeah, it is. We really want to thank Nicole and Jacqueline for being so willing to share with us about what back to school looks like at Thrive Public Schools. And we hope that you all, whether you're headed back to a school building or not, can take something from their enthusiasm for education and for creating great learning environments for students. For more on Thrive, check out thriveps.org. And if you like hearing from school leaders who are doing great and innovative things, you should head to the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes and check out our interview with Horace Mann Elementary. And if you like what you hear, let us know and make sure to rate us on iTunes. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Kat and Megan signing off.